what you waiting on. Check, check, cause on your phone. This the Tony Sand Show. Turn your radio on. Kelsey just turned down like a field goal, so we in the zone. Got games like a stadium. I'ma go ahead and pack the dome. I'm cooler, smoother. Make you think with your medulla. You a student, I'ma school you with the facts that I'm producing. This is for the high schoolers, college students. Nah, everyone can do it. Do this, I ain't new to this. My style is rich, it's lucrative. Maneuver through it. You know it's fast, only. You know it's so sensational. Like my big homie Tony. You could get me every Monday. After kickoff on Sunday. I got these cold, hard facts, and we ain't talking Sundays. Co-host with Kelly Deli. Shout out to the big homie. You know it's so sensational. Like my big homie Tony. Co-hosting with Kelly Deli. You know it's fast, only. You know I'm so sensational. Like my big homie Tony. Go BBS Radio. Go BBS Radio and the Tony Sands Show. We're back. Listen, guys, you're going to get a chance to hear my voice each and every week here on the Tony Sands Show on BBS Radio. We are back in the building. We are back, ready to go. And you know I can't start this thing off. I can't kick this show off each and every time without my main man out of the ATL, Luda City, TI City. This is becoming my man's city. Mo Love, this is your city, man. Welcome to the Tony Sand Show. This is my basketball out. And it is some yeah. hot things going on in basketball. Is the Lakers old Mo? Is one of our topics. Carmelo yeah. has been making the news big time. When I say big time, Big time in some of the comments he's making and some of the people that he's going after in the quest. And I, I'm wondering, is this a quest that Carmelo Anthony is feeling that his career was not fulfilled in the way that he felt that it should have been fulfilled and where right. it should have gone? I think and Mo, Carmelo wanted to be in the name area of LeBron James. Right. Right. D-Wade, he wanted to be in those type of names. And there's LeBron James, there's D-Wade, and then you may hear a Carmelo Anthony name. I go out there a little bit at that point. What's your take on how you see this thing and, and, and what do you see far as a guy like Carmelo and where he got drafted? Understand Carmelo Anthony, Maurice, a lot of people don't know Carmelo's Anthony. Really, they don't. They know him, but they really don't know his career. Give us a little right. insight on uh, a little bit about Carmelo Anthony and where he came from and some of the things he accomplished. Well, uh, hello, Tony. Again, we back on the air in hot Atlanta. Yes. Where it's hot. It's hot. hot. Heck, in Atlanta, baby. Hot. It's hot in Atlanta. So, it's hot. Hot in the ATL right now. Ooh, yes, yes, Lord, yes, it's hot out here, boy. So y'all, y'all, y'all gotta love it though. You gotta love being. You gotta, you gotta love, love this. We gotta love it. Uh, come on, come on, Anthony. Uh, you know when he came out of Syracuse, I thought he was gonna be better than LeBron coming out. How he played in, in the championship game when he won NCAA tournament. Um, came out with fire. He came out with the opportunity. Said, hey, this guy gonna be a good kid. He's gonna be a good basketball player. Somewhere down the line, when he went to Denver, when cross that in that in the in between that season. If it's like the eighth and ninth season, it seemed like he kind of faded off a little bit. His his his, his focus on something else. You know, he had gotten into a conversation with 
Kevin Garnett, you know, talking about his, you know, his wife back then. Yes. Um, and it's just like he kind of had, I mean, he had other things on his mind and in basketball. It kind of, he wasn't totally focused, you know. Um, now he's getting older. His yes. Legs, you know, basketball, the knees are going. Getting older, he won't win championship. Not a good thing to go to the Lakers. LeBron won't, couldn't take you there. But I, Carmelo Anthony is getting older. Now if nobody really wants to think he's a cancer, but he's not a cancer. But he just, he's getting older now. And he said, be able to participate. He can he would come off the bench. You know, he was a starter. He was the man. So, I, I he, his development from the beginning came. I thought he was going to be an R star for a long time. But the LeBron James, I thought he was going to, my opinion, I thought he was going to be better than LeBron. LeBron exceeded. He stayed focused. And they come out of every state and stay focused. I think he lost some focus somewhere. And, Marge, you say he didn't, uh, you thought he would be better than LeBron. Right. Now, Let's and we're gonna back this up because Carmelo Anthony also spoke about if he would have been drafted by another team, his career would have, you know, took off as it should have. It's just like Mike did back in the day. You you start getting your pieces together, and they follow your lead. Am I right? Correct. So I'm I'm the all star of the team. That I'm going. They're gonna follow my lead. So we gonna work together. We're going to set our goals. We're going to work in the summertime. We're going to, hey, I'm going to get my big man. I'm going to talk to management. I need another guard. I need something to help me out. So I don't think it's the team. I think the person individually as a basketball player with his mindset where he's at, where he needs to, where he needs to be. So you can't blame on the team. Now you're making excuses now. You're making NBA money. You're making money. You're making salary. So you can't blame it on the team. LeBron just mindset is different. Kyrie Irving mindset is different. You get if You know the different level because we both play – ball yes yes the level is different where your mind at level league that's where you are you know and how you push yourself you know if you want this you go out and get this i don't that's the excuse for me i, I just don't see it like that I'll, camilla and I, he's an r star they looked up to be the r side he was getting paid with r side he was the man on the team you bring your you work your team out your teammates to get to where you are and and, and mo and now a lot of people don't know this and and, and this the part of this thing that when you say original big three, you now you know that Kamalo, Camilo Anthony was supposed to be a part of that original big three that came here to Miami. Mm-hmm. Wasn't supposed to be Bosch. It was supposed to be right. uh, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, and D Wade was supposed to be that three that took on the persona of the big three. Right, but then right. somehow, I guess through the contract negotiations and and the way that things were playing out, Carmelo Anthony was not included in that big three. Do I right. think? Do I think that it would have? What I want to say? Do I think it? Miami Heat probably would have changed. Possibly, would we see the amount of? NBA championships, possibly, because, you know, when you're dealing with a guy like Bosch, it's a different level of of expectations. It's a different level of the way things are being played. So do I think that uh, Carmelo Anthony would probably, 
it's a question would he have bought the championships just as the, uh Bosch bought it in the original big three now and and that's the way that was supposed to a lot of people don't understand that that's the way Stephen A. Smith broke uh that story when it came down to the original of what was supposed to be the original big three right 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 you, you understand yeah. but, and then go ahead Mo. go ahead go yeah I mean with I don't know because you know we, we on paper we can say hey this team's going this with these players these teams this this going to be a, a top ten to the big three but I don't know that chemistry I mean it it said the basketball guy set it up what it was you know how they, how yeah. we set it up so it yeah. was set for them to play and watch them then Kamala Anthony made a difference I don't know I mean he can score he can play hard I mean he, everybody wants championship everybody wants to look at Westbrook he's going to L A I mean. And you got to go, and sometimes you got to buy down a little bit, take your ego off the win with you get the championship, because you can't do it by yourself. You can't do it by yourself. But would you that know, chemistry I, have worked out with all of them, with LeBron, Carmelo, and D-Wade? See, I think the chemistry worked out well because of where D-Wade was in his career, where right. LeBron was. And then Bosch was not a, what I want to call it, Bosch was not a flashy Dominant. type of guy. Right, like, right. Like Carmelo right. would have bought to it. Uh, if he would have came in that big three, would have been uh, LeBron, Carmelo, and D. Wade. I think that chem- – I don't know if that chemistry would have worked. worked. It's almost yeah. sometimes when, 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 when you're making a cake and you don't put enough butter or, or, right. or, or something like that, the cake does not come out fulfilling. It don't balance think, right. It don't balance right. Right. It don't exactly. Right. I think it would have uh, – uh, uh, kind of hurt that a little bit if if we would have had uh carmelo i i don't i don't see the heat and this is my opinion i don't see the heat winning as many uh uh championships as they did with the the, the brick three that right. landed in miami versus the big three that should have been in miami you understand right. what i'm saying so mo that's 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 the guys you're listening here on the tony sand show with my main man mo love out of hotlanta Y'all think it's T.I.? It ain't. It is Mo Love City. That's why it's so hot in Hotlanta. But, Mo, let's continue this thing. Uh, 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 and then, now, with Carmelo being in the news, Carmelo, you know, he's talked about that his career would have been a little different, Mo, if he would have been drafted uh, by another team. What's your take on that? Well, you know, he got he played for the Nuggets. 2003 Correct. to 2011. Yes. Come on now. Think about it. That's a long time at a, a, a on a team that he have. He said you can't build yourself. You can't say Correct. I'm gonna get. That's that's what LeBron doing. That's what that what KD doing. That's what uh, Steph Curry doing. They you you, you in the summertime they communicate. Hey man, I want to come play with you, man. I, I think that was good chemistry. So. You think Carmelo Anthony he, that his mindset that you the superstar? I want people to be on my team. I need super friends. You know, in and, 2011, 2017, played it for the Knicks. Okay, right, but, six years. Go ahead. I, I have, a, I, and I don't maybe because I'm a football guy and, and you're a basketball right. guy. I just have a hard time with guys saying, "Hey, listen, I want to come play with you. I want to play with you. I got to play with you in order to get a championship." Instead of saying, listen, man, I ain't got to go play with none of you boys. I'm going to get a championship on my own. I have a hard time seeing. And I guess that's something that goes on in the basketball world. And it's the mentality of 
basketball player versus the mentality, I think, of football player. Uh, right. But then I, I, I'm slowly starting to see it trying to trickle throughout the football ranks. We we see that uh, so Tom prevalent, and, and, it, and it worked out with Tom Brady. Tom yeah. Brady, yeah. You yeah. Know, that, that worked out. So maybe that is the way now in this day and age to get championships in the way people are thinking now. Let me get a nucleus of guys. And if you notice, you know, not jumping off the subject, but Tom Brady, every one of their starters come back. Yes, yes. But see, you got this generation, like you said, the generation is different. Generation yeah, when we play, is, yes. I want to I want to play with, I want to play against the best. I don't want to be, you know, I want to say I beat the best. But that's, this generation, they want to play together. Yeah. It's just like with AAU. I got to go to Team Curry. I got to go to CP3 team. I got to and I got to go to the Nike League. I got to go to these yes. teams to play so I can be seen. But I want to beat you. I want to get those contracts. I want I want to beat you. But the kids today, when they're growing up today, Tony, what they're doing, they've seen that, playing sports. So it don't start right now. It don't start in, high, it don't start in pros. It starts in, in AAU. And then yes. it starts going. So now they shop around. So I'm going to go play with so-and-so because they got a 6'9 guy out of Ohio. You know, Correct. and they got another shooting guard out of Texas. So we're gonna, we're gonna, we don't practice. We're gonna come straight to the play on the tournament. So we're gonna fly to Texas and play in the tournament without no practice. You know what I mean? And the, so, but you can uh, go ahead. Can you do that in basketball the way you can fly to a tournament and not have and not have practice? What in basketball? You can't do that. It's, it's called a chemistry. But what Correct. they do at a younger age because we do we going back a little. Why we think their mindset? Why they? Today they're thinking that way. Think about it. They say, okay, I'm a superstar out of Florida. I'm a superstar out of Atlanta. Correct, correct. Superstar out. So I'm going to get all these superstars. So they should gel together because they're athletic. You know what I'm saying? And that messed their right. mind up. So when it comes to the skill set of playing on a coach that, or playing that level, now you got to understand that, okay, now I don't got the superstars now. now. It's yes. on me, Commander Anthony. It's on me. I got to be the man. So now I, how can I make my teammate look good? But do so but do you think yeah but do you think a Carmelo Anthony and and this is your my opinion I'm asking you when we talked about the original big three uh, uh going back to the Miami Heat days do you really feel Carmelo Anthony would have fit fit in with LeBron James and D Wade even though they were buddies and that's the way it was originally supposed to be that he was supposed to join that three do you really feel that that chemistry would have worked out with all those guys. I, I don't I don't think so because you think about it. D Wade step back and let LeBron right. take over and let LeBron take over. That's what I'm saying. Right. And then remember before then, Shaq stepped back and let D Wade do what? Take over. You got to remember now. We right. Yes. So you got to take the, the the ego. So think about it now. Here we go. We're gonna go back a little more. We're talking basketball not Talking basketball. Yes. Talking basketball. Lakers. Kobe and Shaq. Both egos. You know what I'm saying? Correct. It messed them up. So you think about me. Sometimes you got to say, okay, I'm going to let them have this one. Let them have so we that. Can win. Yeah. It, it, is, is it about winning a championship or me being getting my numbers and making me, I won the championship or we won it together? You know what I'm and saying? Because you're a world championship, that, that's it. So Commander Anthony was probably had Tony, probably say, you know what? I got these egos. Yeah, that time, yeah, chip on the show. Hello. Think about it. That's, that's what I'm saying. You know, you look at, the way these guys, you know, were drafted, the way their careers was, you know, and, and D-Wade was saying, hey, listen, I, you know, I can sit back and let you guys 
you know, have this. But at the end of the day, I'm going to get me a championship out of it. Could mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony and, you know, sometime as friends, we can be friends. But once we start doing business together, it tends to mm-hmm. hurt the business. Chemistry. Right. You know right. what I mean? So I, I wonder would that have hurt them from a standpoint of winning championships? I don't <laughs> I don't I don't know if that would have would have worked as a as a, a nice gelling uh, factor and saying, I think Carmela Anthony even called out Phil Jackson. Mo. He called out Phil Jackson just recently when he's saying mm-hmm. uh, when Phil came, Phil cut off all communication between him and the front office and him and players. How do you, how do I, in, in, in sports, how do one man as a head coach cut off all communications with players and with front office. I, 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 I'm still having a problem adjusting to, hey, right. I want to walk right. to the front office. I'm walking up there. Now, I know Phil had a lot of power throughout, yeah. you know, the basketball world. We are talking about Phil Jackson. Camilla went as far as to call Phil Jackson an a-hole. Right. Now, is this, why are we coming out now with all this about Phil Jackson after, you know, is it that is cool? Do he feel like he should be at that level? It's hard for a guy like Camelo to be playing on a team and he's not getting the accolades as someone such as LeBron James. So this, 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 we talk, we're talking basketball, right? Yes, we're talking right. straight basketball. Okay. Talking about like, you know, we, we, Gary Payton. Yes. on Seattle. He had to step back and he went to Miami. What he won? A championship. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Sean Williams, white chocolate. He had to step back and do what? And sit and go to Miami and win a championship. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Mitch yes. Richmond, our own our guy from Fort Lauderdale, went to the yes. Lakers and won a championship. So you got to sometimes, you got to take that eagle to the eagle. eagle. To out. Yes. Right. To win a championship. To get that, so you're part of that championship. That's the that world championship, NBA championship. That's what you're looking for. That's the set the goal for yourself. Standing with somebody else, like a Char Barkley. I love Char Barkley. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And you don't want championship. So, and does, you, does that hurt their career that that he that they are not winning championships and their quest to ultimately become a Hall of Famer? Does that hurt their chances? Not become a Hall of Famer. Just you think about it. That last, that thing about it, you, we set goals as athletes every yes. year of, of what we do every, and what correct. we write down. I want to be All-American. I want to be an All-Star. I want to win the World Championship. I want to be a yes. Hall of Famer. If you check your box, your box is not there. You're incomplete. You're missing something. Yes. I don't care what nobody says. Nobody we says. Being, we, we, we're missing something. And that part we miss, of being in that, not getting that to like Charles Barkley or Camilla Anthony, think about it. Um, Patrick Ewing, you know what I'm saying? You think yes. about how close you get, and they, and that's the issue. And you, you, you're a Hall of Fame, but you still have missed that. that but you're still missing that, that, that hold, that yeah. championship, because we right. play this game for championships. We play that's it for it. strictly championships. Right. That's that's you, you can't take away champ. You can. They don't remember second best. They remember number one. They remember number one. Mo, Mo Love, you're live here on the Tony Sands Show with my main man, Mo Love, out of Hotlanta. As we're breaking down the NBA 
and what is going on, the hottest topics. Hey, listen, when I say hot topics, we're talking about hot chemistry. We're trying to mix chemistry and do chemistry truly work in all sports. We see it's working in basketball as my main man, Mo Love, is breaking it down. Let's let's get into some of the things that uh, LeBron James, Mo down, LeBron was kind of ticked that no one picked him as the best player in the NBA. Front office people did not pick LeBron James. How is that hating? Or is that just, hey, LeBron, this is where you at, and this is some of these new gunners that have taken the reins. How do you see that? Should should that have happened? Well, let's let's talk about it. Rich Paul is is his agent. You know, the people are kind of upset by his agent. They they, they just, they they upset that he even got a degree, but he's doing so well. Let's talk about it. But you you can't say nothing from LeBron. Let me say something. You can love him or hate him, but the man have not have a straight street straight image that no one can ponder. Nobody can get into this world. So they looking for anything to make Russell Feller. You're not like Michael Jordan. You're not. You can't win championships. Everything you know. So he got a lot of pressure. Got pressure. So now you got haters out there saying, "Well, you're not like Mike. You're not like this. You 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 are." LeBron James, so you six, six ten, six eleven, six nine. You you should be dominating the whole time. You should post up Jason Kidd when he lost to Dallas. So they look at that. They look and see that yes. how many times he went to the championship, the NBA championship. How many the times NBA. he didn't show up? Correct. Right? And have not won. Michael Jordan it, had won every time he went to the ship. But correct. Yes, but. I, I think I'm trying to figure out how do his name, how did he not get one vote? He's LeBron James, the best player, you know, in this generation to play basketball. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, we look back at the Michael Jordans and the way he mm-hmm. did things. I think if LeBron had that mentality from a standpoint mm-hmm. of just stepping on people's toes to get championships, I think he can be to I think he would possibly be the greatest. But as we look back at the documentaries that came out and to see the way that Michael Jordan dominated to become right. great, LeBron mm-hmm. James doesn't have that dominant mentality to where you step on another human being for your success. Right. He's he like embracing people. He like uplifting right. people. So I don't see why. How do he not get one vote? That's crazy. That that's and absurd. That is. To not that, get that is vote. crazy. And and like you you see the key point. You don't step nobody chose. He's more. I'm a friendly. We are friends on the court. We friends. It's no competitive. Like, I'm a compete. I'm a compete with exactly. you. Exactly. You know, like think about. It. We go Bernard King. They were talking to one of his teammates. And they say they friend when they play against somebody. And I forgot who you play. I'm thinking in my head. And he said, "Let's go out." He said, "Well, the court." He didn't say nothing to me. But after the, after the game, he said, to "Go out to dinner." But Bernard King mindset was in the back in the day mindset. Michael Jordan, I'm going to dominate. I got time to be a friend. On Correct. the court, we're, this is business. So LeBron, it's not a more friendly thing. It's more a, a loving thing. 
You, you know what I'm saying? And so he, he, people, he's an embracing guy. He's embracing not a guy, correct. Good, good dick, word, embracing guy. Dictatorship guy. He believing helping guys fulfill their career. Because if we look back at it now, look how many guys have had an opportunity to wear a NBA championship ring because of LeBron. We take yeah. it all the way back to Miami. We go back to yeah. Cleveland, and then we go where? To L.A. LA. All these yeah. guys have had an opportunity to wear these beautiful, shining gold rings. But, yeah. but, but let me ask you something, Tony. It's the difference. When Michael Jordan did it, it was more powerful. Pay attention. LeBron doing it, he's bringing people on. Think how powerful Michael Jordan in the era. Hey, it was tougher lead. It was tough yeah. to get there. You didn't get it, that back to back. You know, it was no friends there. Look, LeBron right. is more affiliated with NBA. You know, yes. but, but 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 hold on, we gotta go back. I decided things for us, even in yes. football, baseball is more basketball. We even telling you, they're more of a just softer sport. Sport has right. become softer now. That's that's right. That's not. But it's more, li more liability too. More of like in football, more in the bad, more of no stepping nobody's toes, embracing it. Stepping on their toes that how not they are portrayed as an NBA player or or NFL player or NBA a baseball player. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of different today. Yep. You know, and that's the thing. The difference between why LeBron, the people don't believe, people don't like LeBron, but he's you see, he never he had, he had no mistress or that we know of. He, yeah, he's, news, he's, a, he's a clean he's not a bad boy he's not he don't right. have that bad boy image so that tends to hurt lebron because he doesn't have the bad boy image from a standpoint right. of people saying because in america let's 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 be real america loves bad boys let's not even right. play they'll say we don't america loves bad boys they love image but hey speaking of bad boys Listen, we got to go to a commercial and we're going to play some of Bad Boys Records. Listen, you're talking here live with my main man, Mo Love and Tony Sands. We're breaking down the NBA. Stay here with us as we get deeper into who's tough and who's not. Let's find out what, in, what NFL team is being called out by their coach for not being tough. Stay tuned here on the Tony Sands Show as we bring that back to you on the other side of the show. Radio. We're back here live on the Tony Sands Show. My main man, Mo Love, myself. Listen, as we talked about toughness going out into the commercial break, we're going to let you get an insight. When I said teams, the Cowboys are being called out by coach for not being tough enough. If you guys have been watching Hard Knocks and you watch it, he specifically said the Cowboys gotta get tough. But joining the show now, three-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer Michael Irving is joining the show. Welcome. Welcome to the Tony Sands Show. Another week of exciting information in the sports world being given out. And when you say exciting, it is believe me, Unbelievable exciting. 
We're talking Dallas Cowboys football. The state of the Cowboys are in right now. As you know, the Cowboys went into camp with their $660 million quarterback, and now we're in a situation that they're resting him, hopefully to game one. Hopefully there is a game one for that Prescott, and we're going to find out find out about it with my main man, this three-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer. When it comes to the Cowboys, he is just that Mr. Cowboy himself. Welcome to the show, Michael Irk. Hey, hey, thanks, Tony, but I want Bob Lilly getting mad at me now. He's Mr. Cowboy, you know what I mean? That's that Bob Lilly's role, you know. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, hey, Texas has been good to me. I don't want to try oh, to, you know, snatch Bob Lilly's role and they get mad at me. So, so yeah, yeah, but I, but, 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 but I, 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 I will say this. I am on top of it when it comes to the Cowboys. <laughs> And you know, they've been a hard knock. The Cowboys have been a hard knock. And I got a chance to hear uh, 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 the second uh, episode of Hard Knock. And and what came to mind with me was hearing Coach say to the Cowboys, we got to get tougher. We're not playing tough enough. That kind of bothered me. It took me back. And I I wanted to ask you, at any point in time, did Jimmy Johnson have to give you guys that type of pep talk to get you guys up for a game that you're getting ready to play? They're saying we have to be tough? Yeah, he said they got to be that, tough. That, that's not a conversation Jimmy took into game situation. Jimmy worked on me, making you tough in, in practice. Now, you got to be real with what, what these coaches are dealing with right now in, in, in this day and time. You know, it's hard to put toughness in kids now or toughness in players now because you can barely practice. You can't, and, and, you, and when you do practice, you can't practice toughness. You can't practice uh, uh, real 709 running drills, hitting and getting tough. Jimmy made us practice that because he wanted to make sure that you get in a game and the first time, you get a your your fingers caught in a helmet. You're not talking about that sit for the day because you've already had some nicks and bangs up and that you're already working on. So so yeah, it, it's a little different. And and he's right. He's right. The Cowboys have to get tougher. And toughness, Tony, it ain't a size thing. That's a mentality. Correct. That's a mentality. Yeah. It's like physicality. Being physical. That's a mentality. That's just saying, Mom, I'm coming every time. I don't care what you say. I don't care how much it hurts me. I don't care who it hurts the most. I'm coming every time. And that's you know, and that's what when I listen to that soundbite, I'm saying to myself, man, I, I can't recall a guy telling me when I'm getting ready to go into battle, I gotta be tough because I know if I'm not tough enough, that other guy on the other side of that line is going to take my lunch and try to destroy me. So. That actually, I wanted to get. No, Tony, that's two things you say that, Tony. That's that's two things you're saying now. If a guy's telling you you got to be tough, that's one thing. If a guy's yeah. telling you you got to be tougher, that's another. See, being, saying you got to be tough means, hey, that's a mindset. We go into this game. That's a good team. We have to stay right. tough. We have to be tough. That's telling me. That's telling me how to step. In. But when you come in and telling me you got to be tougher. That means you've already measured my tough 
as not tough enough. You see what I'm saying? Telling me to be tough is one thing. Telling me to be tough first says you already measured my tough, and you saying it ain't tough enough. Now, that's a problem. That is, and, and, and we're talking here about the Dallas Cowboys. We're live here on the Tony Stan Show with the playmaker himself, three-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer Michael Irvin, as we continue to dive into the, cow, the state of the Cowboys. But, Mike, now let's also let's shift gears to your position. And everybody is saying that the Cowboys have a, one of the top receiving cores in the National Football League. But as I'm watching Hard Knocks, and I don't know if Hard Knocks just only want to put one guy out, the only person I see that's coming to the forefront to try to take what we call a number one spot 088. is C.D. Lamb. Oh, eighty eight. Yes, that's it. And Amari Cooper is a guy that I'm still trying to find out myself. I know they're saying he's a number one. And he's out there as a number. But Mike, when I see in a game time situation, when the game is on the line, and I see a number one receiver on the sideline that I saw last year. It kind of makes me wonder if this is truly what we call a number one guy. When I think of number one guys, I think of Michael Irvin. I think of Jerry Rice. I think of guys like that. That when the game is at clutch, you would never have caught those guys on the sideline at all. So I'm trying to figure out. Is do the Cowboys truly at this point have a number one, or are they still searching for a number one? And C.D. Lamb is trying to make that claim that he is that number one guy. Well, it's receptive in a couple of ways, Tony, because they definitely have a number one. They they, they really have two and a half number ones, and, and C.D. Amari and Gallup, because Gallup's a very good player. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, you know. A very good player, uh, but but the thing is, the thing is, you know, Amari has had some injuries. You know, he's had some injuries, and and it is giving Ceedee Lamb an opportunity to kind of snatch up and say, "Hey, hey, look here now, I, I can also carry a load." That's the problem when you're playing in a meritocracy. Everybody's looking, looking to take the next spot. You got a whole, yeah. a whole a whole crew of people that you call a scouting department. Their job is to go find somebody to take your job. That's their job. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So so you got to get out there every time, and you got to keep performing. And people point out things like that. Amari Cooper, when you're making $21, 22000000 million a year, you can't be out of the game when the game is on the line, and we're paying you all that money. You know, people make, people make note of that. So – so all of that, yeah, all of that will play a role. I, but I think, man, if you could ever get them all healthy and get them on the yes. football field and get them on the football field with Dak Prescott and get Dak Prescott on the football field healthy with both tackles, Leo Collins and Tyron Smith healthy, yeah. then you got an opportunity at doing something. Then you got an opportunity. And, and- the Cowboys season is going to depend on those three guys right there, spotting on in the story. That Prescott, that Prescott, Leo Collins, and Tyron Smith. That three, that triangle right there, will tell me everything about the season. And 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 that's what getting these guys healthy is the key, and keeping them healthy is going to be a job that the Dallas Cowboys training staff got to make sure that these guys are ready to go because they are 
the ones that can say can drive this bus all the way to the Super Bowl, and they open up week one against the Super Bowl champ. How, do you see Dak Prescott being ready to go up against the Super Bowl champ, a team now, mind you, that returns all their starters from their Super Bowl run? Incredible job by Bruce Arians and those guys to get all of those starters back signed again to, to make another run. Every year when you, set, when you set your roster and go into week one, every team is hoping, man, I hope I set a roster with a team that I know that they can go and win the championship. They're all hoping. Every team is hoping. This year, for the first time, you have 31 teams hoping that they set the roster with a team that win a Super Bowl and one team knowing that we set a roster with a team that won a Super Bowl because this exact team just won a Super Bowl. You see what I'm saying? So that was that oh, yeah. was huge. Now for the Cowboys coming up in that game, Tony, oh my God. Is it, 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 listen, will Dak be ready? I don't know. Will Dak play? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Dak will play. I, I don't know any player that will have more pressure on him going into an opening game than Dak Prescott will have on him going into that Buccaneers game. I, I don't know even in the history of the game because there's just so much coming him coming off that injury, him going into Tampa where where they just won the Super Bowl. You got this. It, it, ain't no way in the world they can win the Super Bowl at home and then come in and lose the opener at home. It denigrates the whole Super Bowl victory at home. You can't give that taste to your fan base after serving the meal you served at Super Bowl to come back and serve this meal and not do, and make it great will we'll, we'll really taint some of the taste of that one. So so it's going to be a hell of a game, and they're going to be so hyped and revved up. And then they're playing the Cowboys. And I tell you, yeah, I ain't said nothing nobody about this. But when I was with Tom Brady at the Hall of Fame, Right, I went back there and I was talking to him. We were backstage. He looked yeah. at me. He, he he looked at me right in my eyes. <laughs> he said, "I'm gonna kill your damn boy." So nope. <laughs> That's exactly what he said to me. I said, "Hey man, get on out of here with that, Tony." I ain't gonna, I said, "I ain't gonna tell nobody that, but I'm, I'm gonna tell you." He looked me right in my eyes. Hey, you know. <laughs> I said, "This dude is crazy, man. This dude is crazy." He's gonna look me in my eyes. Hey. You know, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill his ass when they come in there. <laughs> because he knows. So you he better knows. be ready. Because Tom, 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 Tom mad for something. I don't know what they did to Tom, but he mad about something. And I think, like I said, Tom knows the stage. He's playing the Dallas Cowboys. Let's, let's, let's not be crazy here to understand why this game kicks off Thursday night for the NFL. You got... What, the most popular team in the league playing the Super Bowl champ on Thursday night, prime time. The NFL knew what they was doing when they put this game together on the schedule because they know it would kick off the NFL season with a bang. You got Tom Brady and you got the Dallas Cowboys. And for Tom to tell you that there's two things I take from that is that Tom knew that you got Cowboys love all over you. And he knows, listen, I'm going to be the first one to tell you. If ain't nobody told you, I'm going to destroy him. That's my toughness. It goes back to now when we talk about how 
one is tough, and Tom Brady is telling you at the age I'm at this point, I'm still tough enough to tell you in your face that I'm going to put it on your boys, the Cowboys. And for the Cowboys fans, teammates and teams and fans, that should be bulletin board material. If it ain't, then guess what? Coach got to get back in there and give them another speech of how to be tough because Tom Brady and Tampa Bay understands what this means, even though they are Super Bowl champs. Right. And, and, and you better be ready. You better be ready. What Tom is saying, what Tom is also saying, Tony, is we're the champs. We're the story. And the NFL is trying to make y'all the story. That yeah. would not yeah. rock in my house. That's what he's saying, too, now. Don't you fool yeah. you know, I, I, I don't want seven of these things. And everybody's talking about, uh-oh, here comes America team. They should be saying, here comes Tom. That's what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's saying. And I'm going to make sure y'all know it. And I'm going to make sure y'all see it. They're going to bring this team up here thinking, oh, God, what a great – everybody's going to tune in. Everybody go tune in to this ratted tat tat ass whooping I'm about to give them. That's what he's saying. And I hope and pray that the Cowboys are ready to match his hunger and match his ass and put it on him. That's what I'm talking about. And you are listening here live on the Tony Sands with Michael Irvin, the playmaker himself, three-time Super Bowl champ, Hall of Famer. Mike, man, thank you for joining the show. Thank you for taking time out of your business schedule. I know you're all over the place. Getting ready for the NFL kickoff, and I understand how busy you are. But thank you for taking the time out of your busy Saturday to join us here on the Tony Sands Show. Guys, you couldn't have gotten it any better anywhere else but here on the Tony Sands Show. As I told you, Mo, man, listen. Mike spoke openly, guys. Mike spoke openly about how Tom Brady is looking at this next game and how he want to see it being played out from a standpoint of him taking care of the Dallas Cowboys in a way that he feel the Cowboys should be taken care of. But, Mo, I had an opportunity also to speak with Doc McCow from Athletic X to get his opinion on how he see the Cowboys uh, 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 Dak Prescott situation playing out with the show that he's an expert. He does all of my NFL guys and all of Athletic X NFL guys. So let's get an inside look on a professional that deals with this each and every day and see how he see the Cowboys situation as playing out. Cow, welcome to the Tony Sands Show, my brother. We're back, We're here, back on here on the Tony Sands Show. Another great hour. Listen, you just got a chance to hear Michael Irving talk about Dak Prescott's injury. Well, I want to go outside the box and get a specialist, someone that deals with this each and every day to get their opinion on how they see this playing out for the Dallas Cowboys due to the fact that Dak Prescott has had two MRIs, and that should be concerning to any Cowboy fan. But listen, let's let the expert himself, Dr. Kyle from Athletic X, one of the top rehab specialists in the country, is going to break this down. Welcome to the show, Kyle. How you doing? Hey, Coach. How you doing? Thank you for having me on. Appreciate me uh, being here. 
First of all, we like to thank you here at BBS Radio on the Tony Sands Show for taking your time out uh, to join us and to give us your expertise on injuries throughout the NFL and how you see them and how you go about re- rehabilitating, rehabbing guys, getting them ready to get back on the field because that's what you do. That is your specialist. Athletic X is the top rehab con- con- uh, performance rehab center in the country. They have two locations, three locations. As a matter of fact, Cal, which locations, if anyone is in the South Florida area, that they can uh, stop in and see you guys? Yeah, uh, we have, uh, like you said, three locations now. So one being uh, Coral Gables uh, down there by University of Miami. Uh, second one is over at uh, Davie inside the JCC facility. So that has a full uh, football field uh, turf and also a performance center inside of there. And our third location is in Deerfield inside of D1 Training. All right, you, you heard it from my main man, Kyle. Listen, if you ever need some possible rehab, whether it's the smallest to the biggest, I trust him. My wife goes there, so you know I got to have a lot of trust trust in Kyle and Athletic X. And you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And me, listen, Kyle, as you say, and me, listen, guys, about a week ago, man, I woke up, and I don't know what hit my, my turf toe with the aching. I had to go and do something that I despise. I had to go get dry needling, and I'm telling you guys, oh, that's an experience and an experience. But guess what? Within two days, man, I was feeling like I could go back out and run for 396 yards and 58 carries after seeing my main man, Kyle, take care of me. But, Kyle, let's get into this Dak Prescott situation. Now, Dak goes into camp. Now, mind you, Dak came off a, a significant injury earlier with his leg when he broke uh, when he broke his ankle and, and they had to come back. And then it was uh, a contract uh, negotiation between him and the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys finally give him $160 million. He goes into camp and all of a sudden the first couple of days in camp, he has a strain in his throwing shoulder. Now, if you was a Cowboy fan, would this be something that would be concerning to you from a fan standpoint, not a medical standpoint at this point, but from a fan standpoint, would that be something that would be concerning to you? Well, I, like you said, Coach, I mean, uh, Dallas definitely took a uh, took a shot in, the, in, in Prescott and um, really yes. invested a lot into him despite his injury history. Um, but what I would say, you know, as far as the shoulder injury goes, uh, as a fan, I would not be that concerned. As a coach, I am concerned about his level of preparation, maybe getting into the season, um, you know, and, and seeing how conditioned that shoulder actually was. Was he was he doing um, more just like, you know, actual throwing and, and skill specificity type stuff, or was he building around that shoulder to make sure that it's stronger um, to be able to go into a season and actually tolerate that level of throwing? So, you know, different quarterbacks will focus on different things in the off season. Um, you know, this, this, uh, particular injury was a latissimus dorsi strain, uh, which is, uh, you know, everybody knows the last, you know, are the primary Correct. workers when you're doing things like pull-ups, when you're doing those lat pull-downs, yes. uh, you know, and, and uh, particularly engaged when you're going overhead throwing. And really what, what's happening here, I, I see it a lot with receivers and defensive backs. They do not like work in their lats and and Correct. quarterbacks i mean to a certain extent as well it just depends on if they have a sidearm versus a, an overhead throw type of a, a motion but um 
you know, most guys feel that if they train their lats too heavy, then they'll have difficulty reaching up overhead. Correct. Uh, so, you know, that's why you might see some quarterbacks kind of neglect that area. But the, the that lat is responsible for, you know, when you're in that fully cocked back position, it's responsible for decelerating the arm backward and now changing that direction to get that forward throwing motion going. So, you know, my guess is he probably was just a little under condition through there. Uh, maybe that lat couldn't tolerate the amount of power that he was trying to generate. I mean, that guy could generate some big, big, big power, big throws through his hips. Um, so that lat needs to be able to tolerate all that force that he's generating through his feet, through his hips, and through his trunk. And, uh, you know, I, he's already had two MRIs. It looks like the second one, uh, you know, says that he's, he's healing well. Um, so I think at this point they're just, you know, they're taking their time with him, making sure that they don't rush anything through preseason. Now, okay, and you said they're taking their time with him. But now once the season starts, do the Cowboys find themselves back in that situation? Because now, with a guy like Dash, Pat Prescott, two years ago, and even last year before he got injured, now was leading the NFL and throwing, uh, uh, his throwing percentage was high. So now, does him not throwing in the preseason, and now all of a sudden come game one, game two, does that shoulder start to get a little sore because it hasn't been worked? During camp, does this come back to haunt him down the line from your expertise? Do you see this as possibly him lingering with him throughout the season where he has to come and get a lot of treatment? Because now you're going to go from zero to 100 in about right, two but, more weeks. Does this affect right. that? No, I, you know, I, I think that that throwing motion is ingrained in him. Uh, uh-huh. He probably has a certain level of muscle memory that he doesn't necessarily need to throw. Right. Okay. So it's more or less just building all the muscles around the shoulder, making sure that that lat is strong, making sure that the rotator cuff is strong. And, and, you know, at this level, the game is very cerebral. You know, he, yes. he's been able to throw his entire life. He's been able to throw with precision his entire life. Now decision making is a, is a whole other issue. So, you know, if anything, this gives him an opportunity to strengthen up around that shoulder, um, study up as, as best he can, um, you know, become more cerebral about the game. And uh, and I think that that throwing motion is just ingrained in him at this point. I don't think he's going to have any any difficulty going back to it uh, as soon as that thing is healthy. Guys, you're listening here on the Tony Sands Show to Dr. Kyle from Athletic X. Breaking down Dak Prescott's injury and do this affect the Dallas Cowboys' chance at making a run for the Super Bowl? Or is it just something that happens to athletes at this phase of the game, did he prepare well? Did he not prepare well? And now we're moving forward. Dr. Cow, as you stated, you don't see it as being that much of a major concern to Cowboy fans or to the medical personnel with, throughout the Dallas Cowboys where this injury may come back and, and haunt him down the line. So we got to – I guess we will continue, yourself and I, uh, when you join my show to di- draw my injury segment – of because you know with the NFL we have all types of major injuries that would take place. So Kelsey, this is not being a problem. Week one on a Thursday night in Tampa Bay when they got to play the Super Bowl champ. So Cal, you're saying you don't see this as a problem? <laughs> uh, well, listen, I, I will say when you put it like that. <laughs> now, uh, I will say though. Now, this will switch up the game plan a little bit, right? So defense could just prep a little bit more for this. You might see a little bit more out of Zeke. 
Um, you might see more out of that short game. You might see more out of the wildcat type type deal, um, you know, and, and just short passes and trying to eat up the clock that way. But, uh, but as far as like big bombs downfield or anything like that, I, I mean, you know, I think it would be risky to do it this early. So, so, you know, when we're looking at big, uh, big trick plays and things like that, I, you know, I, I would just expect a run game, a powerful run game. Guys, you, as I told you, listen to Dr. Cobb from Athletic X. They have three locations throughout South Florida, Miami, Davie, and in Deerfield. Listen, if you need your rehabilitation needs met, call my main man at Athletic X. Call, speak to Kyle. Get him, get in here, get yourself ready. I let my wife and myself, that's how much I trust Athletic X and the way that their customer service is. When you talk about customer service, you tend to think about Chick-fil-A. When you talk about customer service in the medical field, Athletic X should be your number one stop when it comes to adults and the youth when it comes to getting rehabilitated. Kyle, I'd like to thank you, man, for taking out your time to join the Tony Sands show here. Listen, we're going to bring you back because I know we're going to be hitting these different topics and possibly this DAC topic again if his shoulder gets so at some point during the season. Cowboy fans hoping that they don't. Michael Irvin said it's not going to be a problem. Dr. Kyle said he don't see it as being a problem. So guess what? Cowboy fans, you still can be popular throughout the league and possibly have a chance to continue on your run to win a Super Bowl champ. Kyle, man, thank you for taking your time out to join us. Yeah. No, no doubt, Coach. Thank you for having me on. It was great talking to you about all this and looking forward to the next one. Yes, you know it. All right, talk soon. Thank you. Guys, you got a chance to hear Dr. Kyle from Athletic X break down what, how he see uh, Dak Prescott's sh strained shoulder playing out throughout the year. We're going to stay on top of this topic because I got a strange feeling that this here will come back around when it comes to Dak Prescott. Mo Love is just, are you still there with us? Well, we're, hey, listen, Mo probably had a guy disconnected because it's so hot in Atlanta. It, it's burning the lines. We're closing out the show. Thank you guys for joining us each and every week here on the Tony Sands Show. We are going to break down teams throughout the NFL, throughout college football, the NBA, college basketball, you name it. If it's a sport, we're going to try to cover it from top to bottom, strained shoulder or not, it's going to get covered. Thank Athletic X for taking their time out of their busy day. Thank Michael Irvin for breaking down the Cowboys. We'll try to chime in with them at least once a month to get an update on the Cowboys. Thank you, guys. Thank my listeners for listening to me. And my main man, Doug, at BBS Radio that keep me on top of it. We're closing out the show. Thank you. See you next week.